Here we are. Two cops, one donut. I like that name. But we're down one cop, my normal co-host, my main squeeze, Mr. Zentino. Doesn't he have a nickname? Does he have a nickname? Did you call him Zent or something? Oh, I call him Zent, yeah. Um, I don't think something else uh, Saturday night or Sunday or was it Monday morning? Asshole. No show? No show. That's oh, what it was. No show. Uh, asshole, no show. I, I kind of get those mixed up. So, right. um, yeah. Uh, fortunately, today he's he's not in trouble. But this was an impromptu podcast. But I do have to give him some kudos. Yeah. He's very photogenic. Uh, yeah. He looks good on camera. Yeah. That hair. I mean, it's shiny. It's he's, it's almost like, uh, what was his name? The Fonz. He's kind of got that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got a personality. He's got that face that fits the camera. Yes. Unfortunately, your son does not. <laughs> well, we all can't be blessed. That's true. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, uh, my co-host here, my special guest is Freddie Gilbert. Uh, he is my Faja. Um, he was a police officer for 30 years and yep. retired as a lieutenant. And uh, he's got some interesting things to talk about. And um, we just discussed a topic that we wanted to bring up. Um, but before we get all, before we get to that, um, I'm going to give a shout out to one, my, my, I'm not a, they're not my sponsor, but who is it? Uh, Sergeant Paul Ware. Oh yeah. I, I just, he's, he's been helping me a lot with this stuff and he's going to continue to help me. He's uh, a giver. He is a giver. Yes, he is. Um, but, uh, I'm going to plug him again. Um, if you're looking for any sort of seracoding job for your firearm, uh, any sort of gunsmithing, um, custom builds, anything like that, uh, HRH combat. So you he's better. done me a solid few times yeah you sold some pistols for me i bought uh bought a shotgun off him yep. bought a, a rifle actually you got that 22 from him right yeah two of them nice mm-hmm. yeah so uh if you guys want to visit him it's www.hrhcombatarms.net that's h-r-h-c-o-m-b-a-t-a-r-m-s.net and it, uh it's funny when i ever go there i always see another retired cop Pulling up, getting some work done. Right. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Or some Marine, because uh, yeah. some of his workers there. Uh, I, I don't know if he's a, I don't think he's a co owner, but he's definitely one of the main guys there. He's a prior Marine. Yeah. Can't say former Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. That's what I hear. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Air Force, I don't know. We just. One of my good partners. Tee up golf balls. Uh, in the job was actually multiple partners were Marines and one in particular I'm talking about, uh, you know, felt no pain ever. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's if, when the shit went down, you wanted him there. Embrace the suck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, we didn't have any of that stuff in the air force. It was more like embrace your fold out chair, embrace your golf bag, <laughs> embrace your lobster dinner at the chow hall. Uh, well, so at least you did serve though. I did. Yeah. I mean, I served the United States in the United States. Yeah. I didn't get to deploy. So somebody well, had to stay home, keep the girls warm, guard the silos, guard the silos, <laughs> guard the nukes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I ain't complaining. Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> so uh yeah um i just wanted i i told you guys we'd have some special guests on here occasionally and i still don't have the equipment to have more mics and whatnot so my old man lives pretty close and Real close. Really close, and I wasn't doing anything, so I called him up and said, hey, you want to do a podcast? And he's like, yeah, I'm down before I do some jujitsu. So uh, you got your black belt yet? I am one stripe away. Nice. So my old man has a black belt in judo, a almost black belt in Brazilian jujitsu. So yeah, Keeps him busy. Yeah. And so, moving. Would you agree that... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is probably the best thing a cop could do for their careers just starting out. Well, it it definitely would help. <laughs> I can't say I would be on board as the best because there's multiple arts out there that would help, like boxing. Right. You know, you could be a badass in Jiu-Jitsu or wrestling, but a skilled boxer can put you on your ass and put you out with one punch. That's true. So That is true. I would lean towards jujitsu and boxing. So combos. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's just let, me. let me put it to you different. You only have one choice. You you only can pick one martial art, one sort of thing to help a cop. What do you pick? It'd be jujitsu. That's what I thought. Because you got to be prepared for the ground. Right. Stand up's great. You could be the best boxer in the world. But if now, they take you to the ground... In today's culture, mm-hmm. where you have to be a little more controlled and aware of your environment and how things are perceived, right? Yeah, right. Like back in the day, you know, it's just a beat down and you're out of the game. So a boxer back in the day, a good boxer, mm-hmm. probably had it easier in in, in policing. Yeah, because you know, it was just okay. You coming at me? I'm just gonna knock you out. Right. Or, and then of course there's other things like, um, I don't know the exact term, but I guess it's Japanese jujitsu. Yeah. Japanese jujitsu. That's it's, actually how it originated yeah, from what and, I understand. And it's all about breaking shit and joints and. Oh. Yeah. Putting them out of commission. Yeah. 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 And, and a lot of it, like my judo instructor teaches that also. And I took a few classes here and there. And I think it's highly effective, but it's not a sport. Right. You can't compete in it. Yeah. I mean, it's meant to disable somebody. All right. But we can't do that. No, no. Yeah. So the the topic we were going to talk about is leadership, but I had an idea. Okay. We can still go with leadership, but I'd like maybe to hear your survival story. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Is that something you'd care to share? It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't mind sharing. You don't mind sharing that? No, I share it all the time if people ask. Okay. It's I, I it's would, interesting. I would like you to, when you, when you break it down, because I've heard you tell it a few times, but I want how the day started. Okay. I don't want how, I don't want to just jump into the call. Right. I, I want a, a lead up. I want, yeah, I want some build up. Okay. 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 All right. Well, I can give you a build-up, lead-up, whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, it was so interesting that, uh, you know, there used to be a show on called, uh, oh, what was the name of it? Like, it was about 
cops who did something amazing. Oh, I wish you knew the name of it. And it got real popular. And then another one. Stay close. Another one spurred up. So there was two cop shows. I don't want to say cops like the series, but I think it was called Top Cops. Yeah, Top Cops. It was about a cop who did something, you know, interesting or above and beyond or amazing or whatever. Was this on television or was this on TV? Yeah. Or I mean on the radio. Okay. To where a uh, producer contacted me about my incident. Okay. But that show never, I guess that series ended and it never, never took place. But, you know, it's it's an interesting story. Gotcha. So I was working, it was 1990, November, cold, wearing our, what we called toughy jackets. The old timers will know what that is. It's just like a, a shiny jacket. Winter jacket with, with a little the little puffy, puffy collar and lapel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fuzzy. Yeah. yeah like I think Hill Street Blues era. Yeah. Like a know. fake synthetic fur. Right. Yeah. Everything was fake on it. But that's what we had. And I was working midnights and I was sitting over there at a local uh, junior college in the parking lot that was... On my beat or near my beat, or I had just answered a call there and just shooting the shit with the security guard working the parking lot. And I got a call in a different district. Back in the day, your side of town, and it was south side at the time, was made up of two districts. So I, I want to say it was Edward District was the west side of that district and uh david district was the east side of that district and the the david district was the rough part it was the ghetto it was the rough part it was the sketchy bars uh all the drug dealers so you were was that somebody else's beat all the whores I worked that ghetto David District area. Okay. The, the 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 it's part of the East Side now in your department. Okay. Um, but the other side, the Edward District District, was the nicer part. That's where you went to eat. That's where all the nice homes were. That's where all the the nice shopping was. Okay. All the grocery stores. Anyhow, when you had to cross districts. You got shit, you know, if someone took a call on your beat, but you got even more shit if someone from another district had to come into your district. So not only did you get razzed on, but your whole team got razzed on for no one sticking up for you and picking up your call. Uh, On your team. Yes. Okay. So the Edward district team, for whatever reason, I'm sure it was legit, didn't take the call and it got pushed to David district. And I was available, so they sent me. Okay. And so you were going to make a point to show them, I'll clean your beat for you. Well, <laughs> it was like, damn it. <laughs> and you, you kind of, well, you know the game. You kind of pause and wait and push that I acknowledge the call button right. or go over the radio and say I'm clear or whatever you use. Yeah. So I waited, waited, and dispatch goes, you clear? 
And I go, yeah, I'm clear. Right. <laughs> well, oh, I forgot to mention this, but what's very interesting is back in the day, I don't know if they do it now. They might. We used to have to cover the desk at the sector in case somebody. Like a walk-in. Yeah. Yeah. So. They still do that. It was my, no, it was my buddy's turn to cover the desk. And he usually worked David 12. Okay. Well, um, he, did I say it was his turn or my turn to work the desk? His turn. No, it was my turn to work the desk. Okay. And I didn't want to work it. Nobody wants, Nobody to, wants work. to work the desk. Right. No. Especially as a, you know, fairly new officer. Right. Well, this semi-veteran said, oh, I got to study for a test. <coughs> I'll take it. So he takes it. But they've already gave my beat to a rookie. So I took his beat. Okay. So I am typically David 14. Actually, in that time, I was David 17. So someone had my beat, so I took his beat, and it was David 12. So I was working David 12, not my beat, not my area. So it's not a big deal. You're just not as comfortable being on somebody else's beat, but you know your beat well. Mm-hmm. But you're called all over, so you know you know every beat pretty much. So they gave me a call, and it was a robbery call. And it involved a small red Ford Escort. And uh, a very awesome sports car, right? Oh, God. It's a <laughs> dump. Anyways, it just, you know, occupied three or four times. Right. Had just robbed this lady. So when you say occupied three or four times, you mean there's three or four people inside the car. Right. 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 There's three or four individuals in the car. For that are non-cop articulates. Yeah. So their their MO was to show up to a grocery store, pretend to ask for directions, and then steal their purse. Okay. And they would either knock them on their ass or do something to make it a robbery. They would cause some kind of injury or use some kind of force. They didn't display a weapon, but they were pretty big guys anyways. So... They would do that, and they would haul ass, and the police would call on them. Well, they just robbed this one lady, and they bit off more than they could chew with her. She was on crutches, and they followed her home from the grocery store and went to snatch her purse, and she went all ninja on them with her crutches. Oh. And they said, ah, screw this. It's not worth it, and they haul ass. Well, she calls it. Calls it in, and uh, I get the call. So they didn't get her purse. No, no. Okay, but they've been doing this from after you know learning all the details. Uh, you know the red car, the three individuals, the description, three black males. Um, I'm not sure if their clothing stood out, but the car definitely was stolen the night before and was being used as strong arm robberies throughout that area. Okay, and one of the veterans who's Johnny on the spot goes, hey, that's going to be our guys that we've been looking for. So everybody, you know, is in high alert. So I head over there thinking, crap, I don't know the area. I just know I have to go across the freeway. So I, I get out the maps go. Right. They even still have those. They do. They, they do. And I'm looking saying, okay, I'll take this route because I'm figuring they're probably going to come back over on this side of town to get away. 
Right. So I'm driving over there. I'm spotlighting every car that comes near me or passes me because it was in a pretty remote area at the time. And that was the only major thoroughfare back to the freeway to get out of that area. So I would spotlight these cars and sure enough, here comes a small red car with three individuals in it and that oh shit look. And I'm using the side spotlight as these cars are going by so you can see clearly inside right? after you light them up. Was this at night? Yeah. What time of midnight? Night? Um, it was probably two or three in the morning. Okay. Yeah. What was the old lady doing out on crutches at two or three in the morning? She went to the 24-hour oh. Kroger or whatever it was and got something. Okay. Well, I mean, she's confident in her skills, so. Well, they worked. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So it's, 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 it's late. It's late. It's. Everybody's probably asleep. Yeah. Most people. Right. Okay. Right. So I spotlight them. I see them. I, I get that look. And you know, you know when you see a guilty person. Well, they pass by me and I could see them in my rearview mirror step on the brakes and make a turn. They're like, oh shit, got to get out of this area. Well, I make a U-turn and follow them. I get behind them. Now, my adrenaline's going because I clearly know that they're trying to get away. Right. And and there's three of them. And there's three of them. Yeah. So, and I'm in the area that I'm not familiar with. So I I get on the radio and I say something like I call out as my old unit number David 17, which is attached to your beat. Right. Yeah. And which is a totally different person because right. some rookies working my beat while I'm working this David so 12. Beat. Explain that so people that don't understand what you mean. Okay, so say there's eight officers. Well, they each have a beat. And if you're working David District, you're going to work something that's called David, the D, and then a, a number attached to it, whether it's, and it's usually either David. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay. And that's why I had David 17 because I was the senior rookie. Okay. And I was able to grab a beat. And I grabbed the beat that was David 17, which was a very south beat. None of the veterans wanted it. So I got it. Okay. It was kind of like a status symbol if you had a beat. Right. So it was, you know, like a little... Like he earned something. Right. So David 17 belongs to a certain area. Right. So the person that has the call sign David 17 in your head as an officer. Right. Automatically associate that with that particular area. Yes. Okay. Yes. So me filling in for David 12, I spot this car. It was dispatch as David 12 take this call and I took it. But when things got interesting and I got amped up, I called out like I had him on view as David 17. Okay. And then that's where the rookie doesn't have enough snap to go, no, that's David 12. Right. Because they're just not wanting to get in right. any trouble. But he, he should have. He should have said, no, that's David 12. Gotcha. Anyways, I call out as the old my old call signal, David 17. I've got him on view. Uh, they're failing to yield. Turn into a pursuit, short pursuit through a neighborhood. Okay. So your lights and sirens, you're, yeah. you're behind them. Yeah. 
And I'm calling out directions and streets as best I can. And they end up going into a, a cul-de-sac. So there's you know, one way in, one way out. So they go in and they realize they're stuck. So they pop the curb and end up between two houses. And these yards are fairly decent size. They're not tiny and squeezed together. So there's right. room for them to you know, drive up somebody's lawn and bail out. And right behind this cul-de-sac is a park okay, and a creek. So there's plenty of room to run. So uh, by the time I put the car in park and haul ass out of the car, I see one still on view and I chase him. If we run maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 yards into these bushes. Okay. Now these bushes weren't your ordinary bushes. They're like, I don't know, 15 feet tall. Okay. They're huge. Were they like bamboo? No, they were just tall bushes. Okay. It maybe not quite 15, but at least 10 foot. I couldn't see over them. Plus it's midnight. Yeah. Working midnights. And so I'm running, chasing them. I have my weapon in my right hand. Of course, I'm right-handed. So you're running with your gun in your hand? That's right. Okay. Yeah. I don't care what they say. Yeah. People do it. Okay. You know? And and what weapon were you carrying? I don't know if they make it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the awesome Smith & Wesson 357. I think it was a Model 60 or is it 65, 66, something like that. Uh-huh. I'm not a gun nut. I have a lot of friends that would know, be yeah. pissed that I don't remember the model number. But it was a six-shot revolver, three fifty-seven, old wheel gun, accurate as fuck, and very accurate. Okay, uh, that's another story for another time. Okay, how I got gypped out of Top Gun in the Academy. Uh. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Okay, I see. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I grab his shoulder. We go through the bushes. Our momentum takes us through the bushes. Well, right behind the bushes is a creek. Not a real creek. It's more like a culvert that's the size of a creek. Okay. It's it's like a drainage. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Where it's like all cement all the way down. Yes. It's not like. A, yeah, but yeah. it's so overgrown with vegetation and dirt and stuff. It, it's hard to tell it was one of those. Right. So we went through the bushes and we instantly fell down the culvert. Where he landed on his back, and I landed on my feet like a cat. All right. Ninja style. Right. How so, big? How big was this guy? Uh huge. He was six three, three hundred and thirty pounds. And you are at the time. I was five seven, maybe one sixty, maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right, little David and Goliath. Yeah, All yeah. Right. So we roll down the hill. I end up on my feet. He's on his back. He's complying. I toss him on his stomach in the water. Okay, it's dark. No flashlight. How deep's the water? The water's probably about seven inches, eight inches deep. Okay, deep enough to where. When he was proned out, he couldn't he couldn't breathe. Okay. So, 
So he's face down. Face down. In the water. In the water. I'm trying to cuff him. And I try once. And the cuffs, I couldn't get the cuffs on. So I'm thinking I'm just too amped up. Let me slow down. He's stopped resisting. He's no threat. I take my time. Uh, I try to cuff him again. And this time, I take my time to make sure I'm doing it right. Right. You know, because sometimes you your cuffs could be locked or you think you're hitting the right side of the hinge, but you're not, and it doesn't swing open. Okay. So, but they were open, and them fucking cuffs wouldn't fit over his wrist. His wrists were too big. They would not fit. Dang, that's a big boy. It was. I mean, I tried, and they wouldn't go. So all I figured I could do was back out, hold them and proned out, at gunpoint, but he was laying face first in the water. And he kept trying to lift his head up out of the water, and he asked if he could go to his knees so he could breathe. And I'm like, of course, yeah. So, yeah, and this is where I made my, probably my second mistake, was I, I had him at gunpoint, but I was in front of him. He could see See me. you. Yeah. Okay. You know the tactical error. Don't, yeah. don't let him see you. Yeah. So, you remember the old cowboy movies? Westerns? Mm-hmm. There's a fight in the street, and one guy seems like he's beat down on the streets of the of the dusty dirt road. Yeah. And, and he acts like he's defeated, but then he grabs a bunch of dirt and throws it in the guy's face. Yeah. And that fucker did that to me with water. So... Yes. Naturally flinched. He threw water in my face, <laughs> grabbed my gun, and his momentum. You know, it's hard to say exactly how it happened because, you know. It's a dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So he grabbed my gun and somehow picked me up and slammed me into the water. Now he's laying on top of me. On my, I'm on my stomach. He's on my back. And... I still have hold of the gun on my belly. So is his one of his arms like underneath yeah, holding right. the gun? Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I got two hands on it. He has one hand on it. And he's sitting on top of me trying to, you know, remove my weapon. And I'm thinking, you know, we played football constantly as kids. Yeah. And you know, there's a game at can't call it now because it's not pc smear the queer okay and smear the queer is at least back in my day you threw the ball up in the air the football whoever caught it tried to run for a touchdown but everybody else got to tackle him. got to tackle you and then <coughs> tried to strip the ball from you okay but when you're laying on top of the football it's hard to strip well that came to my mind like okay he can try to grab this pistol as much as he wants. I got all my weight on it. He ain't getting it. So I'm confident that he's not getting that weapon. But he starts to try to drown me. Uh. He starts pushing my head in the water. I'm like, okay, this isn't fun. So Plan B. So, But I don't know if you've ever tried to push someone's head in the water as like you're in the pool and you try to hold their head down and right. they, they wiggle away. It's hard to hold a head 
that can move and wiggle. Yeah. So he kept pushing me down. I kept moving and getting up and pushing down, moving, getting up. As he's pushing my head in the water, my face is getting smashed on the rocky cement uh, bottom of that culvert. So he's sitting on me, trying to get the gun, trying to drown me. I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Well, he starts talking to me. He says, dude, all I want to do is get away. I go, okay, get up and go. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> get up yeah. and go. I'll just start chasing you and call and wait for backup. I'm thinking this in my head. Right. And so he said, I just want to get away. I just want to get away. And my adrenaline was so pumped. I saw ants walking along the. Yeah, at night? Yes. Wow. And so close that it almost like I could see every detail of that ant to where they're walking by and go, looking at me going, what's up? Right. It yeah. just was so weird. Uh-huh. And, well, you know what they say you're, when you're a drilling goes. Everything slows down. Yeah. Your, your senses change. Yeah. Like, you don't hear, but you see better. Yeah. Well, I definitely saw better. That was like the bionic. <laughs> was it? Who had the eye? Both of them or? Bionic man? Yeah. 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 So. That was weird. Well, he decided he wasn't just going to get up and run. He just was stayed the course, trying to take my gun. Well, at that time, that fucking car that they were in, the Escort, popped gear and came crashing down in the creek bed about 15 feet from us. Okay. So that's just another thing I had to think about. Think about. Yeah. Oh, shit. So after that... He is tugging on my gun. He he can't get it, all right? But he's still trying. So I'm thinking, I'm going to get a round off and scare him off me. So I'm trying to pull the trigger, but I can't pull the trigger because he has his hand over the hammer. and it, Oh, it won't go back? It won't, it won't engage okay. or travel, whatever word is used. I'm like, shit. So then I thought... Well, I'll trick him. So I started screaming, hey, guys, we're down here. We're down here. Seeing if it would scare him off me. Right. Kind of like we do with a burglar in a house. Yeah. We're going to let the canine out. Yeah. Hey, come out. And then one of your dumbass friends starts barking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, what they should do is just use their nails on the, on the wooden floor and act like they're yeah. dog nails going ape shit. Yep. Anyways, so none of that worked. He can't get the gun, so he's trying to drown. That's not working. Well, he uh, he whispers in my ear again, I just want to get away. I just want to get away. And I'm like, go. Get up and go. But he didn't. How long is this all going on, well, do you think? It's felt like forever, but three, five minutes at the most. Okay. That's a long time. Yeah. So... He's slowly getting more control of the gun to the point where he has the grip. He has his finger inside the trigger guard. And I just have the barrel. Oh, shit. So now I'm worried about just keeping that barrel away from me. Yeah. So he's tugging, tugging, tugging. Now that weapon is moving up my torso 
up my head towards him having access to it and having it. Well, once his hand, which was on the weapon, got to my face, I bit his thumb, which was on the weapon. So if you picture yourself holding a weapon, the thumb is right there. He's right-handed. Yeah. It's right there for me to get, and I locked on to it like a pit bull. And he couldn't get he couldn't get loose. Yeah. And I locked on it so bad that they actually thought that his wound on his thumb was a bullet wound. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Major Case was talking to me about that and said they they just they wrote it up as a bullet wound. <laughs> the, 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 Dang. Yeah. So I said no. That I bit him. <laughs> so, Dang. I yeah. I don't think that's an approved technique. Uh, it, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> so he was pretty much fucked because I mean you can bite someone and if you get and I had the knuckle and everything so he yeah. was he was stuck. Yeah. So he couldn't get the gun out. So then he decides to try to push my head down again and that didn't work. So he with re- his thumb still in yeah your so mouth yeah. Oh. So he decides to reach up over my shoulder and grab a rock or a piece of cement or something about the size of a, a little bigger than a softball okay. chunk of rock or cement or something. And I see him grab it. Now this is, this is the, the, the decision I had to make was what do I do? Do I let go of the gun to address the rock or do I don't address the rock and keep my attention on the gun. All I knew was I didn't want to get shot. And I thought, well, if I'm going to take anything, I'm going to take the hit with a rock. So he's got the rock. He picks it up. He gets in a, I guess, a throwing motion. He lifts it up. He's going to slam it on my head. And he's ready to come down on it. And the next thing I know, I'm, I am on my back. And he is on his back. And we're laying next to each other. And I have the pistol. And then I don't even change my grip. I still have my hand on the barrel. And I put my hand in the trigger guard. And I just kind of push it towards him and shoot four times. Close range. And I didn't hear the fourth round go off. So I'm thinking, one, did I even hit this guy? Not sure, but your training is to dump your gun, the bullets with your left hand and reload with your right. Mm-hmm. And th- at this time it was speed loaders. So I dumped what I had left and I went to reload with my right hand and I couldn't move my right hand. My right arm wouldn't move. I couldn't act, I couldn't get my speed loaders. I couldn't move my arm. It had been dislocated during that fight or sometime during that incident so while i'm doing this while i'm fighting this guy my buddy daryl shows up this is i found his car he's on this is often radio traffic that i listen to afterwards he goes where you at freddie where you at and then one of the other officers i worked with mike is his name he's one of those johnny on the, johnny on the spot officers he knows everything mm-hmm He's just, 
aware of everything. He goes, he said he was in the park or near Hallmark, which is near a park. And he knew the area, so he said he's probably in that creek in the park. So he's given Daryl directions to find me. But he found my car, but he couldn't find me. So as Daryl is keying up on the microphone to call out for me, he catches one of the rounds I fire on the radio. And you could hear a pin drop afterwards because you heard, Freddie, where you at? And he, there's no response. And he clicks the mic again. He's getting ready to say, Freddie, where you're at? And then you hear, boom. And then, of course, he lets go of the, of the mic. And then, you know, a few a second or two goes by. He gets on the radio all panicky. Shots fired, shots fired. Well, then everybody's hauling ass over there. So I can just imagine what he was going through. He was looking for me where the cars were. Right. He didn't know there was the creek behind the bushes. Mm-hmm. So he went to the, uh, he, he found me in the creek and pulled me out of there. And the other two guys, well, one other guy, they found one other guy hiding in the tree. K-9 found him and uh, Air One found him. And the other guy got away, but they found him, I don't know, about a week later. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddies were trying to get to me at the time. But I got caught by a train. Like I said, it was kind of secluded. And there's yeah, there's really only one way, one quick way there. And it was blocked by a train. So they felt helpless. So you had everything stacked against you? Yeah. 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 So how... How did you guys both end up on your back? I don't know. I I I think about that quite often. I and I I tell everybody jokingly, but partly serious, that I guess it was my guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Um, then I start putting the science to it, thinking, well, maybe as he was reaching up the throw he got off balance and maybe i just twisted the right way and he fell off of me mm-hmm. that's probably what happened or maybe he had some condition because he was high on crack and been drinking alcohol all day so maybe he was stroking out i don't know it never said that in the autopsy but other than he had that in the system yeah uh, that could have happened but he had me how many times do you think he hit you with that rock? Well, he never got a chance to hit me with it. Oh, okay. I thought that's what may have knocked your shoulder out of the... No. The doctor thinks it was either from the fall into the creek. Okay. But I say it was from when he slammed me into the water. Because I I was able to move around after we fell into the creek. Right. You know, I was able to try to cuff him and everything. Yeah. But, and think about it, you know, in football and martial arts you know people pick you up and slam you sometimes you land on your shoulder and and you get hurt yeah i think that's what happened okay i think that's when it came loose so where was where was your because i don't know the older i've gotten and the more training i've had i don't really get worked up Mm -hmm. of course i'm not in a fight for my life or i don't perceive certain things as a fight for my life at the time with you being on that situation, were you in total survival mode? Were you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
like I said, you you get tunnel vision. Yeah. I've never been in the service. I can't imagine what being in wartime, being shot at, and <coughs> being in an oh shit situation. But that's probably as close as I could get. Yeah. Um, and if it, it definitely was survival mode. Mm-hmm. I I used to tell my story at the academy to the rookies, and I would always say things like what helped me survive was just being in shape to to survive that ass whooping yeah and i felt so oh of course the size difference was so great that i mean it's going to be difficult right. even if you're a master at whatever self defense or martial arts you mm-hmm. want to bring up but i just felt like Okay, I was in enough, decent enough shape to weather that storm longer than he was. Yeah. And that got me into the martial arts, Mm -hmm. judo, did judo forever. And it, I don't want to say it was a game changer, but it really was knowing what I, (coughs) what I learned from judo. Right. Uh, people, the takedowns. I mean, it's just yeah. It's just it's just such an advantage. Yep. Of course, um, when they're hot and sweaty, then it's even more difficult. But yeah. you know, it's, the takedowns are the specialty of judo. So knowing what you know now in jujitsu, thinking back, and knowing what you know with judo, mm-hmm. how. Do you think you would have stayed in that disadvantaged position? Do you think you would have been able to oh, think your way out of that? You know, I'll be honest with you. Yes, I would have been able to fight back a lot better. But there's still a weapon involved. Right. And there's still a weapon. I don't want to say loose, but mm-hmm. I have to hold on to it. Right. So... um I would have to fight at a disadvantage if I was trying to grapple with them or control them. Right. Uh, in that exact situation, I probably could have holstered up and try and put him in a put him into a a submission where he can't move. Mm-hmm. But you know, the smart thing to do would just keep distance and right. wait for backup. Yeah, yeah. So I. It probably would have, I probably would have gotten out of, off, got him off of me a lot easier mm-hmm. and still be able to hold on to my weapon. Okay. Because he didn't, ha- I don't think he had any skill. Right. He just had size. And I'm just curious because, you know, you know what positions you were in and right. you understand the ground game now. Right. Uh, so you, I think, you I could think, think back like, oh, if I would have done this. Yeah, I, I, I honestly that. think I could have just held on to the weapon. And got to my side and tried to shrimp out. Yeah. Or or buck him off me. Yeah. Different situations. Yeah. Just wait to feel that body movement yeah. and just counter it. Yeah. 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 Or or maybe move the weapon a little bit to the left to where he sees it and he reaches for it. Reaches for it. Yeah. Bait yeah. him in. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly don't Chess think master. I would have Chess master. done that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to yeah. talk shit about it. Yeah. 
Okay. So what out of after all that, what what life lessons for people who don't do police work like what what would you want people to get from your story? I know officers are going to get it. Well, the obvious is, you know, that lady needs a, to know her surroundings. I mean, that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not go to the grocery store at 2 in the morning. Well, you know, we're all creatures of habit and we get complacent. And shit like that's hard to to change. Right. But I bet you she changed her her habit after that. Yeah. I bet she watches her environment. She thinks twice about going out that late at night. Yeah. Especially in a compromising position. She's on crutches. Yeah. Becoming a victim tends to make you change your ways, at least for a while. Yeah. Or she'll have weapons on her crutches next time. Yeah. Like the sci-fi movies. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that was... uh, I was, as a kid, hearing that story, you know, of course, a lot of adults would protect me from the bad parts of it, you know, but they'd always portray it as a hero moment, which Uh, it is, but, um, well, if you're going to think of it that way, yeah, we're, it's our job is to catch bad guys and of course, if you're hurt in the line of duty and you still make the arrest, it, you know, kind of gives you a little hero feeling to it. Right. But if I was going to put any kudos to it, it'd be more like you you survived it. Right. Not that what you did Mm -hmm. is you survived it. And, the reasons why you survived it could be, you know, staying in shape, not freaking out, to not giving up. Yeah. That's probably the big thing. I mean, you've seen it, training the rookies that are trying to be officers. They, they get in a situation in the, in the gym or close combat or whatever y'all are teaching and they start getting dominated. They just fetal up and go, I'm done. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Yeah. yeah. So survival, it, it, you know, it kicks in. It, it it lets you know if, you know, I guess, I don't know if this is is correct or not, the fight or flight. Yeah. I, I wasn't giving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kept thinking about getting, not getting shot and not getting hit with that rock in my head because that's where he was going. Yeah. He's going for the head. He just luckily never got a chance to. Uh, so was he swinging left-handed because he's trying yeah. to hold on with us? Yeah, yeah, probably a little awkward for him too. Right, and then you know if you think about it, he's got his right hand on the gun, and that's in my mouth. So there's probably a little bit of of instability with his right hand, right? And uh, his his left hand's up in the air with a rock. Yeah, I'm sure you felt it and didn't think about it. You felt the mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you know how they say, and in, in, you know, first things you learn about, you know, wrestling or jujitsu or judo when you're doing groundwork or grappling, you, you 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 take a leg or take an arm, you you remove one of the posts, one of the legs right. of we call it the legs of the table or a chair. Yeah. 
So you, you break one down and then they topple and you just yep. go that way. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably what happened was he just got off balance and yeah. I moved the right way and he probably got tired because you know, that's a lot of weight moving around. Yeah, that's a big boy. But for, he for was that running. amount of time. And, and I learned this afterwards uh, when people get that adrenaline dump, you get tired afterwards. Mm-hmm. So he probably spent his, you know, five minutes of ass whooping time. Right. And now just using his sheer weight yeah, on me. Faded. To, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So after that goes down, you get patched up, I'm imagining, because your shoulder's out of the socket. Yeah. Or... Uh, the boys and girls arrive. They secure the scene. They arrest one of the guys hiding in a tree. Uh, two ambulances come, one for me, one for him. He he is he dies in the creek. He loses his um, heartbeat. The officer was on the scene saying, "Hey, his heartbeat's gone. Step it up." Uh, my sergeant, um, old school sergeant. I mean, he was old school when I was a rookie. Okay, so he had been around forever. He thought I was shot in the face because my face was so fucked up. From getting grounded into Right, right. You probably had a little thumb blood in your face too. Yeah. And it was funny. My sergeant, you know, they they take care of their boys and girls, Mm -hmm. their team, their troops. Uh he he said, I need another ambulance here in dispatch because you've already got one on the way. It pissed him off. He goes, I want one for my officer. I don't care about that other guy. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Over the radio? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, but all my supervisors were top notch. Yeah. And But the sergeant, he was he was like gunny. Mm-hmm. He took charge, and he, when a situation like that happens, there's just radio traffic is just crazy. Yeah, crazy. And back then, you could walk over each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, he got on the air and told everybody pretty much, "Shut up. Yeah. Get off the air. Stay off the air. Get here. Stay off the air." So he could call for an ambulance. That's what his objective was: was to get me help. And so the ambulance came, and they were patching me up uh they wanted to give me morphine mm-hmm. or whatever the equivalent is i i, I want to say morphine but they have to get permission at least they did back then permission from like the hospital yeah oh, or okay. somebody above them and they asked twice and either whoever gave the permission wasn't available or whatever and they said fuck it i'm giving it to you anyways you go with that i said yeah i'm good with that. <laughs> That's what we had back in the day. Yeah. Everybody was on the same page. Yeah. We weren't worried about, can I do that? Can yeah. I do that? Yeah. It's, no. And if you said that, you were a rookie because you were just unsure of the procedure or policy. Right. But when it came to the oh shit stuff, mm-hmm. nobody cared. They just yeah. did it. And that was 
that that I saw that fade throughout the years, mm-hmm. especially as a supervisor. Right. And I I'm not gonna say I was a perfect supervisor, but I tried not to let that happen. Right. So um so after you're patched up and you're healed up and stuff, you received an award? Yeah, you know, your peers or your supervisor can put you in for awards mm-hmm. for something above and beyond or bravery or whatever they feel. And there's multiple awards. And the award I the award that I was submitted for was uh, Valor. I got that. That's pretty cool. Um, is it the that's a top or second? Um, uh, it's like one of the top three. Yeah, uh, I think there's the Medal of Honor, right? Where you either die or get fucked up. Okay, get hurt really bad. Yeah, I think Valor's second. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. You know, I'm not. I was happy to get it. It was yeah. a cool ceremony, and then. My buddies put me in for officer of the year in multiple different places. Like you can get officer of the year for the city, but then there's also a lot of entities back in the day, like uh chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. I got that one officer year where they took me to the colonial country club, which is like the spot to go to is for golf and is a private uh, country club. And, and they gave me a a, a dinner and nice. a check for five hundred bucks. And you don't play golf, so that no. Is... But I, I they did tell me at the time, you can play golf anytime you want. Just let us know. So, Jamie Johnson, I just need to call him up. Say, yo, Remember back in nineteen ninety, <laughs> you said I could play whenever I wanted right. to. That's funny. Get me on. We should try, try, try to play that card. <laughs> <laughs> see if we could do it yeah and then uh the vfw gave me their officer year award and then uh the optimist club okay it, yeah and i want to say the optimist club was the one at the at the country club at colonial all right nice yeah so the love was there yeah and uh of course newspaper Mm -hmm. and a lot of my teammates you know they they ask what happened they saw it they're they're invested yeah one of them submitted my story to that top cops oh okay uh tv show and they were gonna they were gonna uh produce it but they folded before it ever got to that point yeah um with the shooting, how how was that handled by the courts and the media and all that back then? Well, I'm assuming it's a lot different yes, than it is today. Yes. He well, it was secluded. There's no witnesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I could just make anything up. But everything fit, you know. I'm injured. I'm hurt. I'm beat up. I'm bleeding. Right. Right. You got me on radios saying I'm in pursuit, so so to speak. So nobody doubted anything. Yeah. And our deputy chief at the time pretty much treated me like a VIP 
and hand walked me through everything, you know, all the administrative shit. And there was not one moment in that investigation where I felt uh, no one had my back. Everybody had my back. Mm -hmm. Everybody. To the point where they checked on you. They would call you up, you know, at least once a week. Mm -hmm. They uh, ask you how your rehab's going. You know, how, you know, I didn't have surgery, but I had rehab. Uh, Should have had surgery, but I didn't. Had it later on in life. Yeah. Replaced shoulder twice. So they checked on you and they, they said, when are you going back to work? And I would tell them and said, do you have your stuff? I said, no, I, I don't have anything. It's still, you know, in, I don't want to say crime scene, but it was part of the investigation. I had to get a new everything. Right. Your gun, your belt, all that stuff. Yeah. So the chief calls up the company at the time that gave us all our gear said, send him Freddie down, set him up. And then he goes, do you know what I mean by setting him up? Give him everything he needs and everything he wants. Nice. So I get there, right? And I get the basics, but then the manager, go, manager goes, oh, this is new. Here, take one of these. Take one of these. Yeah. Take one of these. And I'm just walking out like Christmas thinking, damn. Right. Had it all. <laughs> got that new, nice. Got that new leather. Yup. Nice. Extra handcuff pouches, new handcuffs. Heck yeah. Oh, didn't your handcuffs get wet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. And I got all the new and improved shit. Because yeah. every year they come out with something a little bit better. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Belt fit better. Look better. Yeah. Yeah. So Got to break it in, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was fun. So how long did you stay officer after that? How long before you promoted? Oh, Oh, I don't, let's see. Two or three years. Okay. Yeah, two or three years. So you stayed in the streets for a few more years. And mm-hmm. then yeah. Moved up. I, you know, they 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 talk about your emotional well-being after being in a situation like that. Like PTSD stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I may have had one or two bad dreams, but I was fortunate. I didn't have any of that issue you know why i don't because you have a terrible memory oh that's true and we just don't retain much yeah that's probably why yeah it's a gift i guess it it can be it can be a gift (laughs) because my memory's terrible i but i'm the same way i don't i've never had any you know thing that i've dwelled on now of course i haven't had right what you had but the bad stuff that's happened to me, um, spiders, it's the only thing that stuck with me. I had a bad instance of spiders. Yeah. Twice. And it, it, it just won't leave. Were you bit? I wasn't. But I was told, if it bites you, you'll die. Which it was spider? A black, that was a black widow. Okay. And then I had the, the tarantula that came off the orange. Oh. There was, it was on an orange. Mm-hmm. And it jumped on my shirt and... When I went like this, it it, it, it it crawled up, and then I smacked it off oh, my chest. But yeah, nasty. as a young kid, like terrible. But the, yeah, I had a friend that had a pet tarantula. And I asked her why, 
and she had it and held it in her hand and petted it. And I'm like, well, no. Yeah. She wanted me to hold it. No, I'm not holding that damn thing. No. And then I was told, I don't know if she told me or somebody else told me, you got to be careful because if they land on their back, it could kill them. Really? Yeah. I'm like, they're that fragile? I just don't get it. Because don't get when the someone puts it in their hand and puts it in front of you, you, smack you that. can smack the hand yeah. away. And I'm uh, going to fight you. Yeah. Once... I'm out of the room and away from that thing. I'm gonna beat you. That's if you try to surprise me with a spider. You know they say most spiders are good for the environment. But I, I love them in the environment, not I, in my environment. Right? No, <laughs> not, not in my home. Yeah, nowhere. They, oh, that's a wolf spider. All they do is eat insects. I don't care. Right? You're dying. Yeah. If I if if I see you and you're within my reach, <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Yep. And especially you got all those nasty little babies on there. Hundreds. Yeah, I've Gross. seen the videos. I'm one of those people know thy enemy. I, I just study them. I study tornadoes. I study spiders. Mm. Um, the only spiders that don't bother me, and I think it's because they kind of look cute, is the little fuzzy jumping spiders. Oh, yeah. They always they look like they're happy. They look like they're dancing. Yeah. yeah. So in my head, I've tricked myself. The only spider that doesn't really bother me or daddy long legs. Oh, daddy long, yeah. I don't even know if that's their real name. I mean, name. I don't want it on me. I get the no. It's still, still, it's still icky. But yeah, if you see one on you, you'll jump, but it won't be yeah as as traumatic. An ew <laughs> factor, yeah. Because, and then I was told, I don't know if this is true or not. They got the most potent venom. Yes, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. Then that they eat mosquitoes, and I don't know yeah. if that's true or not. I heard they're not even. I think they're not even real spiders. They they don't even seem like a spider. Yeah, because I think they can have like eight legs, six legs, ten legs. But yeah, because they just look like a an eraser with legs. They just like to hang out in groups. Yeah, yeah. But s- snakes don't bother me. I caught a snake on Mother's Day for my neighbor. No, she had a rat snake. You're a dead snake if you're on. I was at the lake, and uh, we have a little RV spot. It has a deck. It's a pretty sweet spot, and uh, there was a snake sitting on the stairs. Oh, okay. About a three foot long snake coming in, or the ones going out towards the lake. The ones going out towards the lake. Okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got you, bitch. <laughs> Grabbed a BB gun. Heck <laughs> yeah. Bullseye in the head. Nice. And I I don't know why, but I can shoot a rifle. Yeah. I can shoot a BB gun. We can shoot BB guns. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. We've had competition down at the lake. Yeah. Hitting Bottle, objects that you shouldn't be hitting. Bottle caps. And pin it's tops. A, it's a Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. Where you cock it. One, it's not one accurate. Pump. It's not accurate, but... It's accurate for us. Yeah. You can shoot a hit a a, a, a pin mm-hmm. and then shoot the same one, the same uh, yep. aim, and it'll go three inches to the, the left or right. Yeah. But for some reason, we're able to dial it in. I don't know. We'll be out. If you guys don't know what a Red Rider BB gun is, look it up. But it, it is true. We'll go down to the lake, and I don't shoot them things any other time than when I'm at the lake. And... It'll end up being him and I sitting down, sipping a whiskey, having a banquet, something. Okay, picture this. This is hilarious. We're about 20 yards or 15 yards from 
From the water? From the water. Yeah, I would say 20 yards. Okay. So there is a pole, <coughs> two fishing poles on a little fishing holder mm-hmm. trying to catch catfish, and there's a bell on there. Yep. Oh, yeah. The... So my sister-in-law was fishing for catfish, and she said, try to hit the bell yep. on my pole. And I hit it twice. Yep. And then later on in the day, went to retrieve those poles, and that fucking tip of the pole was broken. Oh, you hit the 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 very end of it. It still hit the bell, right? But it ricocheted. But it hit the tip of the rod, and it's one of those carbon fiber. Yeah. So I guess you just caught it. I don't know if you told me, but someone told me they're made to bend a certain way, and only a certain way. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. And there you go. So if it's not bending the right way, yeah, it's gonna break. Yeah, and it it broke that bitch, and that was a hundred dollar <laughs> rod. <laughs> Jeez. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got. I gotta get back out to the lake, dude. My buddy, he hooked me on to Whopper Ploppers. Yeah, the lure. Yeah. You know, bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, yeah. Top water. Mm-hmm. I used it for a whole year last year. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So I started using it this year. I catch something every time I use it. Yeah. I've tried telling you the top water is fun. So last night we went and I we were running out of time. That sweet spot. Yeah. At dusk. Yeah. But it was beyond dusk. Mm-hmm. It was getting dark, dark. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got about half hour, maybe 20 minutes. So I started using. And I was using the Whopper Plopper, but I wasn't. You should check your equipment, right? Mm-hmm. So... Because it'll get tied up on the line. The hooks will go together. I was using the right rod, but the wrong reel. Because I just threw this cheap reel on this rod. Was it too small? Yes. And I threw it, and this big fucking largemouth grabbed it. And, you know, topwater is amazing to watch those fish snatch it and then try to, you know, jump out of it. Yeah. It was a good fish. It's probably four or five pounds. Um, and I'm trying to keep tension on this this line, yeah. but the reel can't keep up. It's, yeah. It's now I'm not a professional fisherman and I really didn't think it mattered a whole lot, but that was a perfect example of the gear ratio not yeah. able to keep up with what you're doing. Yep. So the only reason I'm smiling and laughing is because I've done it too. Yep. Yeah. So and and Kathy's grandpa was with us, and I didn't hear him say this, but I thought about doing it. I guess he figured out what was going on. He said, run backwards, run backwards. Yeah. But he's saying it in Vietnamese. Ah. So yeah. even, if, even if I heard him, but I was thinking about, I was walking slowly backwards. Mm-hmm. I should have walked faster. Mm-hmm. Just pull him up on the shore. Yeah. yeah. But, um. Yeah, that's so, funny. But I was pissed. I'm like, I just lost my only chance because it was getting dark late. Yeah. Well, a smaller one hit it about five minutes later. Kind of redeemed myself. You went on a high note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still think about it though. But then Kathy catches a fucking crappie bigger than a bass. I caught. I caught a decent sized bass. Right, but she caught a monster. She caught a monster. Yeah, crappie. crappie. Yeah, <laughs> and they're in the you know just looking at it, just dwarfing that damn. That lake's awesome. 
Yeah. That's awesome. May is tough for me because you know how much I work in May. Yeah. So I got the tournament and I used to do the, the May Fest thing, but that got canceled. So I instead of doing that, I use other stuff. I do it yeah. part times to do that. But. Well, I hope once <coughs> Sarah gets through school that you just eliminate yeah, part time. That's kind of the goal because... With her, with the dual income, then mm-hmm. that will, st- yeah. I was fortunate enough. Um, I didn't have to work a lot of part times. It wasn't because I was rich. Yeah. Just that I was single. Yeah. And I didn't have to, and I didn't like working the bars. And then I always I promoted up to where I think I don't I'll say it's it's it's. It's a guarantee, but you know, you make more money. Yeah. You don't need. Yeah. You don't need that. Now, I do know some sergeants, lieutenants who are part-time whores and they'll either, they usually run the part-times. Right. And get a pick of the litter. Yeah. But uh, I'm lazy. Well, I'm going to try to to promote as soon as I can and it's going to be a dwindling down for me, Mm -hmm. but with her, with my wife going for nursing and that's going to be, that's, that's nothing that's ever even been in on the table. Right. So with that, with her going and doing her thing, then I'm going to need to be home more anyway because she's not going to be here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm down. I trust me. I don't want to work part time and I don't have to, I kind of do now that she's in school. Yeah. But, before that, I didn't have to. It's just seeing the kids' face when we take them on vacations. Right. That's worth it. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up doing vacations. So No. Ghetto stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Flint style. But All right. Well, you got jiu-jitsu coming up. I think yeah, that I was a, a good... I, I'm not even sure what our time is, but uh, I, I know it's over an hour. So, it's seven right now. And you got to roll. That's right. So fun. Yeah. I told you this is so this is taking off. I'm I can't believe I wanted that. to tell you that you know, I don't watch the entire episodes. Right. Because, you know, I'm busy. Yeah. But they're long. I'll watch them and I'll see how you progress. And the you know, it's starting to flow. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um the only thing uh, I was gonna mention here is when I'm watching it. It's a little busy here. A lot going on. Yeah. Um, maybe if a bigger table. I think the bigger table may spread that out. Yeah. I can't wait for somebody to help me out with a table. Yeah. <laughs> right now, lumber costs more than the equipment that I need. So. Well, Johnny just bought. Uh, Johnny, my stepson. Yeah, the one you like better. Yeah. yeah. My, my first son. The favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Johnny just bought... Who just graduated college, by the way. Yeah. Congrats, Johnny. UTA. Uh, aerospace. Aerospace. He's a rocket scientist. Yeah. He is officially the smartest person in our family. Well, you know, uh, he's the type that if he doesn't know how to do it, he'll figure it out. I'm the type that if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to pay somebody yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I will look at it and I will give it a thought. Right, and there's a lot of shit I can do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I know my limitations. Like 
I couldn't work on cars like Johnny does. Right. Even if he's never done it before, he'll figure it out. Not me, no. Right. Um, but I have to be interested, like all this editing stuff. Right. I I didn't even know I had an interest in it until I started doing it, and I was like, this is fun. So, well, I would say once you get your bigger table, just instead of focusing on the content in your voice and in mm-hmm. Zent's voice, just look at the the aesthetics. Yeah. I mean, everything when you're here. It looks good, but it just looks a little busy. On the camera? On the camera. So the poop like a champion box over there may not fit? I don't even know if I ever saw that. Your wife bought it for me for Christmas. She's so, trying to give you a hint. Yeah, so I, I, it's like a little Easter egg. I just want people to, if they get real interested, they zoom in and like, does that box say poop like a champion? It's cereal. It's ultra fiber cereal. We know what we screwed up here. What did we screw up? I don't up? know if it was planned. We didn't have a drink. Yeah, well... That was kind of intentional. I knew you were gonna go roll. Yeah, I just didn't think you. Don't stop me. Okay, <laughs> get it, gangster. I feel less pain, right? I guess so. But right. the next thing we need is I'm, I'm still trying to find sponsors. So any, if you got any connections on sponsors, um, we had one. Oh. The big one kind of fell through because mm-hmm. they had a. And to be fair, they had a better priority. So. Well, you know sponsors i don't know everything about sponsors but it's almost like hey can you sponsor me three years from now so they can add it to the budget because they, they may have been already budgeted for yeah somebody else right. already but three years from now i'll be lucky if i'm right still doing this i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to get a year of uh, episode at least a week and see if it grows enough that people want me to keep doing this GoFundMe. Um, I had just posted one today. I did just you? did a GoFundMe today, and I'm not trying to make money. I I put an itemized list of all the equipment that I'm trying to get, uh, so everybody knows exactly what it is. I think maybe you should tie into any GoFundMe. Like, yeah, you need the equipment to do your podcast, but as an extra draw, maybe a portion of it will go to a good cause. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, whatever I could do cause the ten uh, seven outdoors that I just posted today, right? Um, like a portion of that, go that, or yeah. or something a little um, uh, more well known, like yeah, the Memorial. police athletic league. Okay, yeah, or yeah, there you Pal. go. Pal's a good one. Yeah, you yeah. could in your your man crush lover buck. <laughs> he'd probably love that. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He'd probably dip into his own wallet and yeah, maybe. I don't think he even knows I have this. He may. I've never told him. You got his email, right? I do. Send a link. I could. Send him this link. <laughs> I could. Buck? Buck? Where's the camera? Buck? Right. right. Um, so, yeah, oh. that's the, 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 the biggest priority for me right now is just to be able to have uh, more mics because I think having guests, especially the ones that we've talked about already, um, and I don't want to give it away yet because I want people to be surprised every time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, that's going to be a good show. Right. So I, I got good networking for people when it comes to um, doing that stuff. Uh, I reached out to 221B Tactical, uh, another company I really believe in. I really like their products. Um, and I'm friends with the owner, uh, mm-hmm. Suresh, and kind of told him what I got going on. And he's he's interested, but he's a busy dude. And he said he'd get back with me. So. 
I think you should have, uh, remember a fuel up gas station convenience store. Yeah. He would have, um, Alex. Yeah. What do you have those sample tests? A different brewery would show up and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get one of those guys out here and have them put out three beers and, <laughs> and have a little taste test and. It could just take five, ten minutes. You could just splice it in your podcast. I could. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We could film that with a, a phone and it doesn't or, have to be anything crazy. Or go out to one of theirs at their place and yeah. have your shirt. That's what you need to do is get a shirt made up or a hat so yeah. you can promote two cups, one donut. Yeah, that's that's down the line. I, I, I'm, I like okay, where your head's I will, at. I would I, like that, but. I will how do I put this? I will put Kathy on the spot, my wife. Okay. She could, you come up with the design, she probably could get it on her shirt. I'm not very good at that stuff, but I, I'll find somebody that could. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. You know, she can pirate something. <laughs> you can't pirate. Yeah, you can. No. As long as you're not making a profit off it. <laughs> We're not pirating. <laughs> not pirating. No. <laughs> Don't even start that. All you got to do is change the one little thing. Right. Yeah. I'm good. Well, hell, you got Boba Fett all over the place, right? Yeah. That's all legit bought. So why can't you have (laughs) Boba Fett on your shirt? I I do have Boba Fett on my shirt. Well, that says something like, uh, have Boba Fett holding up a donut or something. Oh, that would be a good idea. I mean, for me. I don't know if anybody else would like it, but I would love it. Yeah. (laughs) So. All right. Well, that we'll end the show with that, and uh, like we always do, a little fist bump. Thank you for being here, Freddie. It's fun. I know. See what Hopefully the next... it sounds good when you edit it. It'll be good. If not, we'll do it over. We could. Sounds good. All, All right, right, sir. Then.